Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, Easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys. What's going on? Hello. How's everybody feeling today? We're here with my friend Joe James tonight. Yeah. Let's give it up. You guys got to um, make us feel really good. This is a small room, and we feel a little awkward sometimes. No, no we feel good. It's been a you know a short road of a few weeks that uh, Joe approached me and yeah. he played a set here um, maybe about six weeks ago or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think the one thing I've noticed about building this room and bringing it um, to Austin this summer has been that artists feel a little more comfortable to open up to a crowd like this. Um, it's more intimate space. Um, there's less expectations and pressure about what entertainment is supposed yeah. to look like. And, um, you know, Joe expressed that after his set here, and that's obviously the artist that he is and the man that he's stepping up to be in the world. And, um, yeah, when he approached me and, and uh, wanted to come with a concept purely based on that, um, it seemed like the just a natural next step. And yeah, uh, yeah. Wanna, I want to thank you for, for presenting this and, uh, and bringing it to fruition. Yeah, man. Thank you for, for allowing us to do this every first Tuesday of the month. It's going to be great. But we're, we're planning on, on having different artists and, 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 and not just musicians, but like painters and, and creatives because we want to kind of let everyone or kind of remind the city of how important you know, creatives are and how important musicians are, how important music is. And it basically built this city, you know? And I think we forget even as musicians, how important we are and how important music is to not only the city of Austin, but the world. And so we just kind of want to drive that home and with this, with communication and, and community in this space, which give it up for Evan. Thank you for letting us use the space. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we want to do that and just kind of hear the stories behind the artists, you know, and, and why they're playing music and why they're still playing music and how they feel they can impact people um, with their music, how they're doing that and how they can continue to do that. And what can they do, I guess, better to, help the community and, and, and help the world and themselves as well. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be great. Me too, I man. know it's going to be great. Yeah. I think, um, 
you know, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was Joe was saying how important it was to really just start having these conversations that, you know, we've shied away from. And, yeah. you know, I can see the importance um, as creatives is a lot of us have our approach. Um, we have our process. Yeah. And we have one way of, of dealing with a lot of our stuff. And especially when you start performing um, and putting yourself out there and you're pouring your heart and you're opening up to the public eye and people have a few drinks and they have a good time and you, yeah. you pour your heart out and it's either received or it's not. And there's not a lot of support for artists on the back end. Um, you know, if, if we're, you know, lucky enough to be in a position where we do get some response or get to share and we know it's appreciated, it's, it's such an interesting um, journey. But a lot of artists have also this side that you don't see right. where they get up on stage, they do their thing, they pour their heart out, and then they recluse. They tuck themselves away, they deal with their problems, maybe they express it through songwriting maybe they express it through painting and we're we're so grateful to have those pieces of work yeah um but i think there's there needs to be some honesty on the other side as well and there needs to be less stigma around you know how these things of beauty are created and the whole right. person the whole concept of of why people want to express themselves and for me a little background i've, I've grown up in austin texas um, I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to live in Dripping Springs out in the country and made my way out here and really grew up in this environment where I saw that this city was built on expression and openness and, and love and, and creativity and people came from every which way, um, to do that. They moved from mostly more conservative towns around Texas because Austin was this place where it was this incubator of culture and creativity and expression and that's where really created that buzz and, and nothing has changed. Right. That's what I'm I'm enamored by the state of growth in this city, yes. We're all aware of it. But growth is nothing new to Austin, Texas. Yeah. This city has been booming since I was a child and way beyond that, you know, and and the skyline itself has been a representation of that. Mm. But I see potential for, you know, more and more people as we gain this reputation of a place where people can express themselves and build things and be creative, whether it's tech, whether it's art, whether it's music. Yeah. And that's why Austin will be one of the major, you know, world leaders moving forward. But we, we definitely need to protect that and make sure it's done with the right intentions and also unify those that are contributing. And it's, it starts with <clears throat> set and settings like this. Yeah, and you, you mentioned like Austin growing and, mm. and it, you know, the growth of Austin. Do you, you don't see it as a bad thing, do you? Like I, I, I try I, really I, hard not yeah, to. Yeah, I know it, it, it gets a little over. I mean, we moved here six years ago. Uh, we moved up to, to Temple, but we were, we've been here for about three mm -hmm. um, but I've noticed just in the three years, like things have just started popping up, you know, yeah. and it almost feels like like we have to as creatives to not get lost in in this growing city is to kind of, I guess, step up in a way of, of, of doing things like this and kind of uh, letting people know like where they are. They're in the live music capital mm -hmm. of the world. Right. And so, yeah, you don't want that to be kind of crushed by a humongous growing city because right. sometimes it feels like 
like the some of the new people moving here like don't really care about that you know <laughs> no and it's it's something that will translate if it is the norm right if it's right. if it's prevalent if it's what your eyes fall upon then authenticity does translate right. once people feel what's real you don't have to point your finger it, it doesn't have to be dogmatic where you say hey look at this this is cool you should do this you should be this way yeah. like it just is and that's what's made this city what it is for so <coughs> long was cool and authentic and new it just translates people want to be drawn towards that um you know mentioning the the you know positive or negative of the growth mm -hmm. of course we can find what's wrong with it that yeah. is the easiest thing to do as a human being human is nature, find, yeah. find all the everything bad that's bad and everything that's negative and and our culture is getting more and more proficient at that and uh it's unfortunate and i don't want to be on that side of things mm -hmm. you know i i have that same voice inside that wants to identify those things or you know see what's changed about my city or what i don't like but i'd rather be on the side of the fight that is overly optimistic and and wants the best out of people and wants the best out of you know just humanity as a whole instead of just bitching and complaining and and being miserable because that is so easy yeah the hard work is is you know putting yourself in a position that's overly optimistic and wanting to see the best in people and express that and share that and I mean the amount you grow throughout that the amount you have to face um, to just even get a glimpse of being whole yeah uh, is tough and I know we've both you know had coffees and and solved all the world's problems but <laughs> it's gonna take something that uh, you know is much longer a lifetime and it's gonna sure. be a generational solution um, but thankfully it, it starts with us and and you know something I've come back to again and again um, since I've started my podcast and platform was just this it has to be an overwhelming sense of responsibility mm -hmm. um, for us to step up and try to find solutions and and be on the side of the optimist and um, I see you doing that and that's why I want to do a line and and um, you know pertaining to the event specifically um, Let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Um, yeah, man. You know, Come yeah. On. No, this, this is meant to be fun, <laughs> but uh, no, it was really important for us to really like yeah. identify the problem here, be clear about it, and this is just a conversation where it's supposed to be the ground layer, foundational introduction mm -hmm. to the concept, and right. we probably won't talk about it um, in this light again. We're just going to let sure. it happen naturally. And I think the interesting thing about these events, um, as we bring more and more artists in, um, you know, my idea is that we bring artists that, you know, know each other or like Jordan or, you know, we're trying to get the Reverend Few on. Yeah. Um, so we have this community that's established already, but we also have new artists that are coming. And it'd be a really <laughs> great way to start to introduce these artists um, to each other and and open up you know some of us have never yeah and, and, it's, and that opening up i mean that's extremely important i mean we usually as artists like just open up in our songs right but i think this could be a beautiful safe place to open up even more and and let them know the story behind the song mm -hmm. the songs their the story behind their life like for me i have you know i have a lot of 
a lot of uh, like past hurts and things that it happened in my life that led me to it, like where I am today, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that's why I wanted to start this too, is to kind of like break that stigma of like us just recluding into a hole after we get off the stage, you know, because right. a lot of artists kind of sway that way anyway. I know I, I, I kind of did, you know. Yeah, I always say with with great highs come great lows, and the, yeah. the more I've accepted that and been more patient with myself in that, um, you know, the the more complete I feel, the more whole I feel. Um, but I don't have that awareness all the time. And sometimes, you know, I'm riding a high and I lean in and I want to soak it up and then I crash, you know, or the other way around where I can't get out of a hole. And I realize that, you know, it's just on the other side that, you know, good is coming. And, and, um, you know, all of us live in that ebb and flow and, and, you know, but also as artists that depend on being in that that state where you're always on output of creating or um, displaying or performing, sometimes you got to show up when you just don't have it in you. And that's, that's really tough. Um, And there needs to be more respect around artists doing that as their career, where we protect the crafts, we we protect artists, um, making sure that they're, they're getting paid for the gigs that they're playing and they're not, you know, getting booked for you know minimal pay and, and and there needs to be more unity in austin like this was the music capital of the world and i don't want to say it's not because we're going to get it right back um but i can see it dwindling i can see the city i grew up in and and before the stories i heard um you know of the you know 70s and 80s here in austin where every bar on what we call now dirty six was just live music pouring out of every door and and you could you know just pop in and see some of the most talented musicians in the world Mm -hmm. and what i see now are a lot of artists that are incredibly talented um that are bar backing or having to grind just to get you know to make that their own profession and there's not really the opportunity to record or the, the high paying gigs or the real opportunity to, to sign or, you know, anything that there really was like yeah. in, in 2021. And I assume 2022, like we're not just going to make any, there's not going to be some businessman that walks around and just says like, you're a star. I'm going to make you a star. It's now music is a business. It's an industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people are catching on, on how to work that. Um, but these musicians, they need some support. Um, on and off the stage and and we need to take it upon ourselves to to feed that economy and and support artists and make them feel appreciated and I think this is one way that we can you know create a low-key environment where we do that and we get a a new look at inside the artist's mind and and start to create friendships and yeah and um, you know a community here again you know yeah Heck yeah, man. Want to bring one of those artists up? Yeah, let's do it. So Jordan Matthew Young. Let's do it. So I'll tell... Yeah, give it up for Jordan. He's like one of my favorite musicians in town. I mean, I have a few, but this guy is awesome. We met, what, a few years ago, Jordan? I was just... Uh... I just met your parents actually, and was trying to remember that. I think we, yeah. We probably I, well, know. I sold him an amp. Yeah, and that's how I we bought an amp from like, you. Yeah. yeah, he bought an amp from me, and then we just like jammed on you know 
in my studio area. That's, that's why I love buying uh, stuff online because you always meet all kinds of cool people. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So yeah. where you uh, where are you from, Jordan? I'm originally from Utah. Um, uh, kind of all over Utah. I, I just lived in every all the little small towns in Utah, and then um, I lived in Tennessee. Um, when I was about 18, I moved to Tennessee with my stepbrother in Nashville. Um, and I lived there till, um, I want to say 2012, probably. I was there till 2012. Um, lived in Salt Lake in L.A. And then I've been here for um, five years. Yeah, yeah, not very long. Awesome. Yeah. So um, how'd you get into music? Um, Is it Nashville? No, no, I I, uh, I started playing the drums when I was about 12. Um, I played drums for <clears throat> probably like eight years or so, um, all through like junior high and high school and after high school. Um, and I would say I was always really into music, so um, it wasn't like a... I think that if I had like a dream dream, like a little kid, you know, being like, that's what I want to be when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, it would probably be, um, like an actor or something actually was what yeah. I would want to be. But, um, when I got into music, it was, it was a thing that, uh, just made sense to me. I, um, yeah, it made a lot of sense to me. I through percussion is where I kind of figured out like how you work music, how you, mm -hmm. I was in a really competitive drumline program that was, um, was just very competitive so that was where i learned how you take i grew up doing construction and mm -hmm. that's kind of where i figured out like how you take the mentality of construction put it to music and that's how you can get better very quickly you know if you just only grind rehearsals like it's a job yeah not just like only for fun you know what i mean if you treat it like it's strictly a day job you can get better very quickly and that's i think where i learned that was in this um drumline program and yeah, I didn't start doing like guitar and singing until much later. I, I always sang when I was a little kid, but I think when I was probably <clears throat> like uh, 20 or so is when I was in normal high school bands and stuff, but I, um, in Utah, like slim pickings, man, looking for like yeah. in some little teeny oil rig town or something, you know, it's not like a standard where in like, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas where everyone plays music your grandfather yeah. played or whatever you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's not like that so um, finding like a singer was definitely there's a thousand guitar players and no matter where you go bass players much more rare you know but I was the drummer could never ever find a singer and I just decided one day that if I wanted to organize something and turn it into a job I probably would need to be sort of the front guy mm -hmm. so I could like write the song, show the song to people and say, we're going to do this. You know what sure. I mean? That's, yeah, that's, set the tone. And yeah, and just be the organizer, be the... Um, I just felt like if the song isn't yours or the material isn't your brainchild, it's tough to just say to a group of guys, hey, this is what we're going to mm -hmm. do. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Yeah. So, so 20 is when you started singing? Yeah, I would say like 20, 21. This guy's wow. ridiculous. This is, yeah, and then this what, raspy, angelic voice just came out <laughs> yeah. of you? I don't know like... where my raspy voice came from. <laughs> I don't have any idea. I, uh, yeah, I've never been much of a smoker. I don't know. Um, but What made you move to 
to Austin aside from like it, obviously the music right was like the thing that pulled you Austin out. yeah for mm -hmm. sure yeah I had done LA and Nashville and it was just not my scene at all so it was very what was clear. it about Austin because I, I I know yeah what it was about LA and, and not <laughs> Nashville I've never been there yeah but. man those scenes are just kind of soulless you know like um and competitive in in a negative way yeah, where yeah. here the big noticeable things were um, I, I came here on tour. That's how I had first come down here. I played um, a couple shows at like the Blackheart and stuff on tour, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, the big noticeable things were like the com the same level of of musicianship and competitiveness is here as like Nashville, but it's not that mentality of like when a new player moves to town yeah yeah it's it's like oh great a new player you know like mm. here everyone was immediately like oh cool where are you from what do you do cool well let's book a show together yeah, you know yeah. like we should play together um that was the very like the initial very like noticeable thing it was the mentality of like if one of us succeeds we all succeed you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, i think really sharing environment I, I've, I've been to nashville a couple times and that was the problem is don't go twice yeah. But uh, once it's, you once you see it, like that, that's why I really distinguish the difference between Austin's music scene and Nashville's. Was Austin has this sense of originality, and you know a lot of artists are playing original songs and and trying to mm -hmm. find their sound. Definitely. And the yeah. thing that I noticed about Nashville on the second trip compared to the first, the first trip I was just blown away. You know, I was like, I was out at this bar one day and. They did this thing where they were like, they brought this kid up and they're like, man, we were just talking to this kid during our intermission and he said he wants to play all a song. And he like played this Johnny Cash song and, and it was awesome. And I was like, I thought they just found this kid on, yeah. on, uh, on his trip with his parents. I was like, how cool is that? Like he got up there. The problem was I went to the same bar the next weekend. Right. And I saw same the same spiel. thing and I yeah. was oh, like, oh, really? motherfuckers. Like they're, they're scripting this shit yeah, out, yeah, like yeah. playing with my emotions. And I was like, wow. I got way too excited. And, um, but you know, I, I also realized that a lot of the artists were playing like the same top <clears throat> radio hits. That's the and, one big yeah. thing with Nashville is I love Nashville and I love LA. They each have their thing, you know, but it, that's the big noticeable thing is that you're playing. You, if you're walking down Broadway, you're going to hear friends in low places five times, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. five different bars, which is fine. It's the sixth. Yeah. The sixth time gets me. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Six yeah, number six. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I love about here, though, is that you know we're we're able to go out, make a living, and and play our own songs too. You know, which is is rare in a place like Los Angeles or mm -hmm. Nashville. Mm -hmm. Like to make a living way to make yeah, yeah. exactly. They, they want you to play you know the top ten, top twenty hits, and like what whatever. Like, but here they love that. Your, yeah. yourself you know and yeah like oh, yeah. we go out and play and we play like ha uh, the majority of it is is my all of my original same oh, yeah. with you mm -hmm. and like we have some c covers here and there but like i would have never been able to do that in in los angeles not unfortunately not surviving doing it yeah mm -hmm. the, you know no, yeah there's exactly. like a very specific thing to uh, texas too when it comes to uh, like a corporate gig. So this is a whole oh, yeah. other world of of artistry, like doing corporate gigs in any medium of art. But as a musician, you know, the number one thing you're going to, 90% of those gigs is going to be you're, dress, you're going to dress this way and you're going to play this way, you mm -hmm. know, and for, for much more money than you would normally make. Yeah. So it's that's the compromise. But here, 
immediately noticeable thing for me was they'd be like, hey, so this is the timeline, uh, be here, you know, this is what you'll need to bring. And also they want you to be an authentic Austin musician. Yeah. So to show up how you dress every day and play what you normally yeah, dress. Yeah, if you that's, show up in like a suit, they're going to be like, this is not what like, I'm That's not what we yeah. want. We want this dude to look like he just came off the street busking with a guitar. Yeah. And that's so different to any city I've ever been to where you're doing like a high dollar corporate gig and they just want you to stroll in there with ripped jeans and play your originals. It's you're like, what? Clear. And I'm, you're going to pay me for it? That's, that's, yeah. that's business here in yeah. Austin. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. but I, I think that... Uh, I love that about this city is that it really levels the playing field, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it creates a lot less ego amongst the city when you're out because you don't really know who someone is, you right. know, like I'll be at the same bar wearing <laughs> the same Stetson as somebody that's, you know, very well off or could be my next, you know, potential business partner or something. And, you know, it's how far you can get in a city like this with, you know, a sincere smile and a handshake mm -hmm. and, and just treating people like human beings, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the change that I see um, shifting as more and more people, you know, pile in is this kind of identity crisis where people are trying to, to show off a little more, mm -hmm. you know, create these senses of status that just it's really not what this city has been about. Right. Um, and like I started this conversation off, like, I don't think it's something that we really need to point our finger at, um, or tell people how to act or tell people what's cool. Like just keep being yourself, just try to be the best human being that you can, um, express yourself in that original way. Like our artists do follow their lead. Yeah. You know, I think, mm -hmm. you know, you know, how do we learn what style was like we, we, we mimicked you know we we had idols we had people that we wanted to be like there was the Stevie Ray Vaughan's of you know the this city and and you know that's continued to translate where people dress uniquely and there's no one specific look mm -hmm. you know it's not khakis and polos around here everybody's trying to be original and um I love that and yeah I mean know, look at this panel that. yeah <laughs> yeah you got 70s, you got like, you know, this R&B soul guy. We're matching, Joe. Are we yeah, matching? you guys yeah. got that same <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we, same yeah. We need I'm to start changing. coordinating. <laughs> we'll do a orange and blue suits next time with nice. the top hats. Yeah, exactly. Canes. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Jordan, you want to play a song for us yeah. and get into the, yeah. the songwriting portion? So I think uh, Joe and I talked about these formats, and we, we just want to switch it up every time. and. Um, we talked to Jordan and, you know, I think we want to just introduce a few songs here and talk about, you know, his creative process or if anything comes up about, you know, what that song means to him or, um, yep. also, you know, if there <coughs> is any crowd interaction where y'all have any questions about anything that comes up for you, let's, uh, let's, let's include y'all in this and, and, uh, get to know Jordan a little bit better. Thanks for having me, you guys. This is awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Well, um, who gave you that guitar, by the way? <laughs> Shameless plug. Friend of mine. A short-term friend. Short-term friend. You don't know him personally. Yeah, we don't hang out. Oh, you don't. Oh, okay, I thought you guys did. It's Blake Shelton gave him this guitar. <laughs> That's what I figured. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. 
Um, yeah. Control up here too, if you need. I never, um, I'm sure I should, but I never put together like set lists for this kind of for I, any I, show. That we're actually. not even going to go by that. Yeah, well, for any show, I never ever. Oh, do. You know? but, uh, no, but um, yeah, I just kind of like playing what comes to mind. Um, this one I've been liking a lot that. Um, with a friend of mine, Doug Strahan. I'm sure the musicians in the room know who Doug is. Um, he's been a staple here for a long time. He has uh, multiple bands, but one of his big ones is called Chili Cold Blood, if you ever heard of them. And um, Doug Strahan and the Good Neighbors, and he has a bunch of great bands. He's just a good songwriter, good guitar player. Um, he's my buddy that I'll hit up at like 3 or 4 in the morning when I wake up and have an idea in my head. And I'll text him and be like, man, I cannot get this out of my head. I just need to send it out to somebody. Um, and I'm, I I love songwriting and I, I love, um, you know, like the endless uh, elusiveness of it. But I, I like kind of hate writing lyrics. So I'll send him all the melody and everything at like three in the morning and he'll text me back by like 6 a.m. and write all the words, you know. That's cool. He's awesome that way. And uh, we're both always just up all the time. But uh, this one just came to me um, in a dream, the, the melodies and everything, and I sent it out, and he sent me a bunch of words, and I think by the end of the, the like, the next day we had finished, and it's called Jackson. Chasing a dirty dime I made a life as free as I could find You used to say In my lowest times Hold on Jackson Hold on tonight Meet me down by the river Take in the morning light Married up to that Farmer John I stayed on the wrong side of the lawn I can understand why he settled down Drinking and gambling ain't no account Hold on Jackson, hold on tonight Meet me down by the river, taking the moonlight Hold on to me 
If we wait just one more night, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Jackson, hold on tonight. Lead me down by the river and take in the morning light. Hold on, Jackson, hold on tonight. Lead me down by the river, take in the morning light. You're so good, dude. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so you didn't write the lyrics to, to that song? We co-wrote them. You co-wrote them? Yeah. Um, I had uh, Jackson. That's what I had in my head. I had this uh, Okay. And um, I think those were all the words I had. I had all the melodies and everything. Um, it was originally in G. Yeah. That is high. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, do you have any songs though that that you did not write the lyrics to, mm, or do you usually like it's a co, co it's a foundation? Thing. Yeah, I don't think idea. I have one where I haven't written a single word. No, I I, co I wrote one with um, Jonathan Terrell recently, and he uh, he's the kind of writer like he just if you like send get him on in the zone. Yeah, he's back. Hold on a second, and just like paint like a flawless mm. picture of poetry. If you just like leave him alone, you know what I mean? He'll be like, there's your song. It's done, you know? That's cool. <laughs> and I, we have one that we kind of like co-wrote together that's not like finished and, and I haven't really like figured out how to do it my way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no, I think I have always have like at least some input because even it, like when Doug sent me a bunch of the words, you know, I'm still going to be like, oh, I want to change like one thing here you know what i mean like at least one just to make line it or two. relatable to you that that yeah. and you know like i think the best songs are co-writes yeah um it's rare that somebody just sits down and writes a flawless masterpiece right completely alone it's it happens of course mm -hmm. and got mccartney's and people all over but it's very rare so who's that uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it, i just think it it's uh where the best stuff comes from and there's always um little tweaks i think to, the like my mentality to writing um a lot of times i'll just like splatter ideas just on the page right like you just because that's how inspiration comes yeah. it's very sudden <clears throat> you have to stop what you're doing and you just either use your little recorder and your which phone is sometimes or, really dangerous it's if you're super, going down the road it's very frustrating <laughs> yeah but you you know, like just th scatter it all over on yeah. on a page or recording or whatever, and then you go back and start editing and trimming and touching up, and that's that's my mentality on it. Do you find like some some of the the songs you write that you think are like amazing songs, and you go and try to play them live, and yeah, they're, they're just they're not yeah not, they're not it's received not like every time. Yeah. but yes, that's a very consistent. Do you find thing. that though? Like, there's some like I know for me. I'll be like, this is this is a fantastic song, mm -hmm. and I'll go and like play it live, mm -hmm. and like 
crickets. Like no one cares. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, you're like this I, song's great. What's wrong with I you? I feel guys? like a lot of those. It's because you're so it's it's so precious to you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're really fulfilling like something that is selfish in a way, you know. And sure. so like it's it's so. Um, you're in such a bubble with it that you can only see it in the way that you envision it. And like, yeah. it's when you go out and play it, it's like, yeah, we don't feel the same way about that song. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't you mean realize that. Yeah. that it's been totally incubated. It hasn't been tested out and you, mm-hmm. no one's heard it. No one's given you any input on it. At least like a lot of the times with those songs where I just sit and write the whole thing in one day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm playing this tonight <laughs> and it's going to be incredible. And it's just not there. Like yeah. I had that happen a while ago with Gordy. I did a show with Gordy Quist from Band of Heathens, and uh, I spent like two full days straight. I was like, I have to get one brand new song on this set. Yeah, like, one that I've never played. I just need a lot of the people that were coming had seen me before, and they were going to hear songs I'd played before. And um, it was it was just awful. Like it just was not good because <laughs> it was like so precious to me, and I hadn't let anyone hear it or played it for anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is there yeah. is there a song <clears throat> that you have written that you yourself don't think is like that great, but everyone Hundreds. loves it? Oh yeah, those are definitely always <laughs> yeah. like the simple ones. It's like yeah. pour some sugar on me or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was a joke for them, you know. Yeah, and then and everyone those, loves those it. songs yeah. are always like I have tons of those because. Like, yeah, this is a catchy riff. It's an A. The drummer and the bass player can pull it off tonight. Yeah. So let's just try this. It's a thing I've been messing with at home. There's a few Everyone songs like, starts dancing like that for me, but I'm, I'm not going to say them because like, people really like them. And uh, I'll play them, and I'm like, I just don't really don't like this song. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I love this song. And I'm like, I'll, I'll keep playing it for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that happens all the time. I guess it depends on what you're going for. If you're going for like... Yeah dancing and like grooving and and like the mo- like th- people feeling it in their body or if it's just to be like a statement uh in a solo um setting you know cuz i wouldn't do any of my like band band songs like my like bangers in a solo yeah. show i don't think i can they're too like, oh, no, riffy no. you know mm-hmm. no but um but for sure i'm always like really and they're like, yeah, that one. You need to record that one. Yeah, I'm like, that's God. the one. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. And you're like, I did, and I re- regret it. And I didn't it. like it. Yeah. I didn't release it, yeah. And, man, you got this this timeless sound about you and, like, just makes me feel like singers and songwriters aren't dying off and this beautiful man is, oh, like, you. reminds me of Ray Wiley Hubbard, yeah. you know, and probably in his younger days I didn't get to witness it. But uh, oh, that's cool. I'm, I mean, I'm he's glad legend, to be man. sitting next to you. I feel like there's more legends in the making, man. It's, oh, there's yeah, plenty in Austin, style. man. There's I I feel like I met most people that I know in Austin at um, one of Tate Mayu's songwriter gatherings where uh, they were on Tuesdays, and he did it for years and years and years. But um, every Tuesday, uh, you know, was I think four to five writers, and it was like a real like a Nashville songwriter round, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's just like song for song all the way down the line. And, um, I mean, every single Tuesday for years, there was new songwriters, you know? Amazing. So there's tons of them. Yeah. Do they all have an outlet? Are they all making money and surviving? Absolutely not. Sure. Um, But there are so many good ones. Like that, that's one of my favorite things was that I could hear in Austin was that I could get a Nashville songwriter round out of it and get paid. Mm -hmm. People would get paid and, um, there's really nothing like in my mind that's the most important thing because each one of those songwriters has a band mm-hmm. 
they have multiple versions of that band because their bass player and their drummer is so busy that they play in other bands. So yeah. you got to have two or three bass players and drummers. So I love those guys. Each one of those connect those people has a huge network around them. Yeah, you know. So you every Tuesday you'd go meet a new person that has five or six players in their pocket, their own venues that they play. You yeah. know what I mean? And and um, those the songwriter gatherings are incredibly important, man. All the all the most successful musicians that I see really riding a wave here in Austin are just totally open about their process and willing to network and mm. and share knowledge. And I think it's really important to create those environments. Well, going where, back to where people so can like do what that. He said, like it's you know that's that's Austin. Like mm -hmm. we're just, it's a community. Mm -hmm. Like you come here and you're welcomed. It's like, yeah, it's like. It's it's a friendly competitive type of thing instead yeah. of yeah, like yeah. it's not know. like a negative. Uh, I'm and again like I've I've met amazing players in in those other major cities. It's just not the same full encompassing. Like here, every musician I met was was completely open and yeah. just a total open book. Like, how would I ever get a gig here? They're like, oh, I'll show you right now. I'll yeah, walk you over to the dude right here's now. some contacts, yeah. You know, that's very rare, like, in a city full of artists trying to survive, you know, because mm. um, they're like, I want to protect this gig. It's my gig, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really different. This is a very different city for that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Can we get into another one? Yeah. Let's uh, do it. Uh, Y'all want another one? Speaking of, a, uh, yeah, <laughs> co-writes. I have so many co-writes recently. You got the spot. Um, that's it. That comfy chair, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, so um, this is like a different co-write that I, I've been loving this one just because it's real songy. I don't have a lot of like song songs. Yeah. This one's very songy. Um, a friend of mine. I don't know what that means. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> um, in Utah, in Utah. I don't have a lot of Utah co-writing friends. Um, this real talented guy named Rick Gerber. He's like a staple old school Salt Lake guy. Um, we did a song swap and he played the song. It really is like an earworm type of song. It just caught my ear, and I, uh, I think during the show, I was like, "Man, that is such a catchy, cool idea!" Like this, it's catchy. It's got a great like idea and great lyrics. And uh, he's like, "It's yours, man. Here you go." Like he oh, wow. texted it to me, sent me all the words, and um, I did a big, like a pretty good size rewrite on it. It's 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 pretty different structurally, like lyrically. Uh, and vocally it's pretty similar but um, I would say this one's like 50-50 at this point um, cool. and uh, it's called She's Like a Country Song Heart is locked up tight 
still loves me Haven't seen her in 30 damn nights And the jukebox is playing But the tune's all wrong Well, she don't like country But she's just like a country song She don't want a thing And Dolly tries to calm her And Parsons tries to be sweet Don Williams tried to tell her To come back home to me And the jukebox is playing But the tune's all I think I know her. Songy. <laughs> yeah. It's songy, right? Yeah, you get it. Yeah. It's very, very it is songy. songy. I love uh, like songs like that where the, vi- the visual. Me, ta- me and you visual, talk, yeah. talked about this, about yeah. like imagery and songs. Like the jukebox that's playing all the wrong songs. And she's like a country song. Mm. Like sitting there by herself or something. Yeah. And that cool little run you did in there is pretty nice. Mm. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, really visual. He, he um, wrote most of the words in that like sh- driving down the highway uh, she's driving all alone, fussing with the radio because she doesn't like what is on. You know, yeah. this very it paints a picture. I love that. When we wrote, because we wrote that song together, we we were talking about that. Like, let's 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 paint a picture. Let's be real visual very, yeah, with this. Very important. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, I mean, anything that's good is hard to do. You yeah. know. So those those moments are, are really great. There's so, so many cool little reference points. Like, I, I went to this really cool songwriting workshop, and this guy was talking about how you could sing about or write about, you know, um, sitting down, you know, in the morning and drinking a cup of coffee. Or you could say, like, 
I got up in the early dawn and on my third cup of coffee, I yeah. find like it it's telling like a story like he's already had two cups of coffee. Right. You know, it's such a it just adds depth mm. and it's really just a cool um it's it, it's an infinite universe. Yeah. I love you know? songs like that like when they when they have those little little gems and like painting a, a picture where mm. you can close your eyes and see it playing mm. out, which is cool. Yeah. Well, I, I do have a question really quick about y- your voice. Mm-hmm. So you have this like super cool raspy voice almost sounds like for all the guitar players in the room like when you get that right amount of breakup on an app <laughs> you know and you're like you know you're driving those tubes and you're like yeah this sounds really good um what are like what how do you keep your because it sounds like it's on the the like break of, uh, on the like line a, it's yeah, on yeah. the line of like breaking mm-hmm. up but it's like the perfect line you know it's like that rasp and you're like yes dude nice. Like, what do you do to keep that, like, healthy? Um, lots and lots of exercises and warm-ups. Mm. Lots of them. Yeah. I don't smoke. I don't drink a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, if I was just a guitar player, mm-hmm. I think I would be doing every substance I could get my hands on. Don't do that. If it wasn't Keep for, singing, man. Keep singing. If it wasn't for singing, singing and, yeah. like, having you, Jesus. To, Let's protect that voice. Yeah. Like, the having to take care of it, and when you lose it, the like yeah. soul crushing feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, what has like kept me from. Just Is that being... a fear? Like, do you? In the, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Same yeah. here, man. Like, it I've... happens. It's not that it hasn't ever happened. It happens. Mm-hmm. Rob was like, "Well, I either cancel the gig or yeah. I do the gig, or but like a studio session, no way. You have to cancel it." Yeah, yeah exactly, man. I, I've, that's it's such a scary thing. It's always in the back of your mind, like. I gotta really take care of 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 this because if this, you care, yeah. If you care, yeah, because yeah. this is an instrument. I remember one time I went down to uh, South Padre mm-hmm. and we did like this three day run, and my voice was the allergies out here. By the way, Texas and the allergy. Oh gosh, <laughs> but yeah, the so oak, I, the live I, oak. I know it's ridiculous, man. But I went down there, my allergies were bothering me, and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna do three days down here, mm-hmm. um, and I lost my voice on the first day yeah for sure and like couldn't sing the the other two and i don't know how we pulled it off we had some friends down there and they jumped up and i just played guitar but ever since that day i started taking that seriously because oh, i'm yeah. like it's, it's so, the worst feeling yeah because yeah, it's it's like a, a sports injury or something mm-hmm. you cannot perform anymore and not only is it your livelihood but it's like uh your identity like the one thing you can always you'll always have with you wherever you go you know you're, you can't bring a guitar with you everywhere you go or yeah or you know whatever your instrument is except for harmonica maybe but that your voice is it's your identity and it's it's yeah it's everything like it's how you communicate and it's you can feel it when you talk you can feel the vibration it's always there like yep. you know it's the one thing you always have in them um, yeah it's it's definitely a scary feeling like um i'm always thinking when i'm on tour i'm thinking about show 15 Mm, I'm never mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, yeah. Tonight right. I'll like take it easy, and then like, oh, tonight I'm gonna blow it out. Like I'm always like, well, I have to sing good on show twenty. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> every single day I'm doing long warm up sessions, and which is hard, man. Yeah. Like when you get in in some, like at at some shows when the crowd is really giving you that yeah, energy you, back, you just want to scream. You yeah. want to scream, yeah. And it's it, like I found found myself in in those positions sometimes where I'm like. 
the crowd is just giving it and I find myself really pushing yeah, oh, and then I'm like whoa okay I gotta I gotta calm down knowing <laughs> when to pull back is the hard thing because it takes many times of not in, mm-hmm. in making that yeah. mistake and you don't want to pull back the whole point is to have everyone whipped into a fervor and mm-hmm. to do that you have a lot of times you do have to like you know you just it's almost involuntary really you just give it up i mean yeah you know, it's a lot of that stuff's like pretty pretty involuntary if you can imagine people that haven't like performed um especially like if you haven't performed for like a wild yeah. audience of people that are like screaming it's like jumping off a building or something it's a huge rush mm-hmm. you're getting a huge surge of energy and um it's a massive massive adrenaline dump so you start doing all kinds of crazy things you know yeah things you yeah you pro- probably should not be doing at that point yeah like, i mean like you just can screaming i've yeah. noticed like pulling off notes on guitar and vocals i could never do yeah only yeah. in front of an audience like mm-hmm. that it's really interesting yeah. that's what i've learned from podcasting too you know i just feed off the crowd and just that they get so wild out there and i start fire I start energy. yelling and so, I, I gotta watch my voice you gotta you watch know. it yeah be careful evan i know yeah red leather yellow leather yeah yeah there you go you know uh, yeah no a tea. I, I wanted to touch back on that song a little bit man I, I really you know connected with that one um and what it brought up for me was this kind of this like you said this painted this picture of you know a girl that is really resisting probably her roots or really who she is in her heart and i don't mean just a girl but anyone you know where what they resist the most in the world is, you know, either their biggest fear or what they don't like. And that, that line of, um, she don't like country, but you know, she reminds me of a country song is like really that that's probably who she is in her nature and she's resisting it. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, that's what it brought up for me anyway. He, it's a great yeah. line, man. Yeah, I should write 10 more songs with that guy. It's yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Really good line. Good. Yeah. Um, what you feeling? Did you do another? I yeah, love how there's no one, set man. list. You're just going, I know, winging it. It's the best. Um, for a good minute in around 2012, I would say, um, I was strictly listening to a lot of Bessie Smith and jazz, a lot of jazz stuff, a lot of older jazz stuff, um, Lena Horne and Sarah Vaughn and stuff like that, and I wanted to write these kind of like Dixieland tunes. Uh, I was really into Dixieland stuff and really into the cool, um, these specific kind of jazz progressions, you know, stuff like this. And I just love the vocal melodies and, and, um, uh, I still listen to lots of that kind of stuff. So, um, I produced a bunch of songs out of that time that were kind of had like a Dixieland jazz blues feel. Um, and this one, uh, is called We Left Our Love on 66. It was a, it's a story about um, this this girl that I was dating at the time. We, uh, it's a very simple story, really. You know, we just kind of drifted apart on this cross country road trip that we were taking. Um, the the funny part is really just personal to me that this 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 specific woman was just insane. <laughs> and it's amazing, like, what influence will do. This is what I yeah. learned at this time was, like, influence is massive. Mm-hmm. Like, the things that somebody can get you to do just from influence, you know, because, like, she just had face tattoos and neck tattoos and, like, 
piercings in every part of her body. It's so out of character for me. Yeah. But anyway, she was. A she great got person. you to get like three teardrops to just be to do some crazy. Yeah. stuff. She covered them up though. She got them removed. She got me to do some crazy stuff. That's for sure. With um, the tribal on your face, like yeah. My guys <laughs> and with you know this, it's just sort of funny to me because like she was this hardcore like gutter punk chick, mm. and this song is like very sweet and jazzy. It's <laughs> That's cool. Like, but yeah, it goes like this. I wish I had a percussion egg where I could uh, pitch a shaker. Or yeah, I just always try not to got cry. a shaker somewhere. Some begs uh, for shaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're the shaker, dude. 
Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's great, man. Yeah, Thank I you. think, uh, yeah, everybody, give it up one more time. Yeah, Thank Jordan, you so much. Yeah. Amazing, man. Thanks for having so, me, you guys. Uh, yeah, man. I'd like to uh, end it on just kind of like what you hope to see in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, what? what's your hope for humanity and moving forward, if you give any bit of advice on, you know, what you've learned thus far in life to inspire anyone and maybe catch them no matter where they are in their life, you know, what, what would that be? Yeah, man. Well, here specifically um, in town, you know, the big thing is just maintaining that same open invitation at all times because mm. I could see – um, with what with what you know we've been talk you guys have, have been talking about earlier um and it kind of encompasses what this is all about which is just you know changing austin's changing a lot um mm -hmm. is really maintaining that mentality it it, it it's not going to be easy because not only with covid but with so much real estate being bought up and money flow changing in different directions you know whereas the number one thing here was live music for a right. long time. It's mm -hmm. changing, you know, and so mm -hmm. gigs are drying up and venues have closed, some of them permanently, you know, yep. and so it that's what kind of can breed that more competitive mentality because people start panicking that they're right. losing their, their job, you know. Yeah. Um, so maintaining that and sharing and understanding that it, it's so cheesy, but like if one, if one of us succeeds we all succeed it really is the truth it seems yeah. super hokey and that it, it could be perceived as like oh yeah my buddy like i got him his first gig and stuff and now he's huge and left me in the dust like it but it doesn't work that way like no. people return people you know people they know where it came from and how they got there and they return the favor and that's what it's all about is just boosting the next the dude right next to you up you know yeah. the artist Let's next to you on, up keeping yeah. that heart you know, you know it's so that. important for the city that it doesn't lose its soul yeah, um absolutely and yeah. and just you know like musically for me man um i'm just grateful that i get to play music for a living um i grew up swinging a hammer you know so this is about as sweet as it gets yeah um, yeah it's great man and and uh it's there's there's you know hard work is always always going to trump talent every day for in any field that exists is no, there's nothing more important than behind the scenes hard work there's just anyone around you that's succeeding and you have that little bit of envy they they're just behind the scenes they're yeah. grinding that's mm -hmm. all there is to it. it's not given to anybody you know yeah so true man it's such a beautiful message man i, I think yeah big takeaway from that is help people expand celebrate people you know don't don't see it as competition see it as you know that you can help them and and just give everything you can and it'll come back to you somehow for sure yeah, yeah. well let's uh we're going to take a, a short intermission i think this is a good chance to to use the restroom or grab a drink if you like um, we've got water out there as well um, but we actually have a special guest in the house tonight too um, my friend morgan lewis He's a super talented musician and uh, just dropped in for the evening. And I asked him if he'd play a song or two. And uh, just an Iowa boy by way of Georgia, right? Or Illinois, sorry, that's my bad. Both Canada to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's going to entertain us a little bit and uh, while we make this transition. And then Joe and his band are going to play. Awesome. And uh, just want to thank everybody for, for uh, coming out. Thanks.
I'm gonna play to start off with one of my favorite jams, which is by Bill Withers. You know, "Ain't No Sunshine." Um, I'm also my I go by Midnight Milk. You know, in case you guys wonder. <laughs> All right. Yeah, follow me on everything. No sunshine when she gone. It's not warm when she away. Ain't no sunshine when she gone. Only darkness when she go away. This time, where she gone? Oh, I wonder if she gonna stay. Cause ain't no sunshine when she gone. Oh, house just ain't no home. She goes away. interesting you know you guys see the movie white chicks you know we like this one All right. my rendition on that Just hold you. 
Appreciate your boss for letting me play. Thank y'all for listening to me. All right, great job, Midnight Milk. Thank you guys for coming out. There's all, all, all of the other crowd is is still getting drinks out there, so. We'll start without them. You guys still feeling all right? We got to give it up for Jordan Matthew Young as well. He's out there. He could he could hear it. Yeah, he was awesome, man. Love that guy. This one right here is, is a special one, special song to me. This one I wrote for my beautiful wife, Chelsea, and I put on an EP called Back Home, and I dedicated the whole entire EP to her, and she deals with a, a disease called ulcerative colitis, and I remember she was having some complications with, with that disease, and I remember watching her just struggle with it, and her expressing to me to always show love and not not hold that in not not just tell her but show the love that I have for her and not wait till she's gone and I'm, I'm not able to hold her and not able to to express that to her and it's such a an important message for for all of us really to to show each other love you know to not only love the people close people around you and your families and your close loved ones but also you know we're called to love our neighbor as well so I think that's a very important message that especially here in Austin that we can really spread out to 
this uh, beautiful city is like start showing that love start start loving one each one of another one loving one another sorry I, I don't drink either by the way um, but yeah it's such a p- important thing and it hit me really hard when she told me that like don't wait until I'm gone to love me like love me right now show me the love like instead of just speaking it to me show it with your actions so this song is called love right now and it goes like this you're feeling like bad days are far from the ceiling the pain inside your mind is never healing i said baby i'll be right by your side yeah yeah I said, love is not a thing, so I will show you. Don't you wait until there's nothing to hold on to, baby. Remember what we said that night. Yeah, yeah. Said we won't need it in love, we will know, yeah. Keep strumming my heart with your song. So love right now. I said love right now. September, it changed our life, but it was for the better. We're stronger now, more powerful than ever, baby. Remember what we said that night. We won't need it out when we're gone. Keep strumming my heart with your song. Yeah, baby. Life doesn't last very long. Well, we won't need it in love when we're gone. So love right now, baby. We won't need any love when we're gone. Keep strumming my heart with your songs. Cause life doesn't last very long. And we won't need love when we're gone. I said we won't need any love when we're gone. Keep strumming my heart with your songs.
Take me back to the start Give me your heart Oh, oh. I said give me your heart yeah. Give me your heart Hold you just a little bit close. 
Give it up for my friends Tony Econom on the drums. We got Xavier Gonzalez Jr. on the keys. I'm gonna play a solo song for you guys if you don't mind. The guys are like, yes, we get a break from playing two songs. Can I play a new one for you guys? So I'm planning on releasing an album next year. If everything goes well, Lord willing. And I'm planning on putting this one on. And I wrote this one actually a few weeks ago. And it's a hard one to get through. I, I, I played this song a couple times and I couldn't get through it. I kept crying, you know. And that's how I knew this, this song needed to go on an album and it meant something to me. And as some of you may know, a lot of, of close friends in, in the room that this year, I mean, 2020 sucked, right? But this year for me was, I think, the worst year of my life. And it's because I went through um, a crazy breakdown in a battle with depression, which some, some of us might know in the room. And it was something I've never faced before in my whole entire life. And I just, I felt like I couldn't get out of it. And there was nothing, nothing that was going to get me out of it. And I just had these crazy thoughts. And I had my beautiful wife there, you know, with me, dealing with this thing. And I just want to give her all the props in the world because she's amazing. I mean, dealing with a musician first off, you know, and then a musician that, has some some past issues and problems and you know past hurts and addictions and but by the by the grace of God for me I I'm, I got through it thankfully and and I'm here today still writing songs still able to sit and play music in front of wonderful people like you and to write these songs for someone who means the world to me and I wrote this one for my beautiful wife and I might know, not know all the words but I want you guys to really try to take this in and listen this one is called Forever I Will and it goes like this Thank you. 
Sorry, there's a bridge to that song too, but I could not do it. <laughs> I'll sing a song that doesn't make me cry now.
Sussex Street. I need to get home to my bed. Well, damn this whiskey. I think that it's gone to my head. Well, hey, do you miss me? Do you even know I am? It's been a long ride and I'm just trying to find it. That I get when I think of you. I need another drink to drown this blue. But take me to the river, wash my pain, yeah, baby. And won't you make me feel, yeah, won't you make me feel? Won't you make me free? Hold that game.
everything is gonna be all right. 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 All right. Now this year we released two singles, one called Street Lights and then another one called Do You Want Me? And I had the pleasure of having our friends, the Reverend Few, play on this one, which I love those guys. We're going to play Do You Want Me for you. You guys want to hear that song? Dreams fly. 
so much for joining us. Again, give it up for Evan. Easy does it. Native Hostel. Give it up for Tony Econom on the drums, Xavier on the keys. Can I play one more song for you guys? Just one? Okay. Then I'm out of here. There's obviously a party going on out there, huh? They're having a good time. <laughs> of songs by uh, a band that I love and an artist that I love, the Beatles. Let it be, let it be, yeah. 
so much. Thank you for coming out. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B, and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.